Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, I'm Jordan Rowling, host and producer of Billboard News. And I'm Gail Mitchell, Billboard's executive director of R&B and Hip Hop. And this is In The Lead, a Billboard and Honda Stage podcast series where we talk to some of music's most influential female changemakers. In each episode, our guests will discuss their path to success, the obstacles they overcame along the way, and how they continue to pay it forward. Today, we're excited to be sitting down with Tawalame Austin, Executive Vice President of Philanthropy and Social Impact at Sony Music Group. Tawalame got her career started working with NBA legends like Magic Johnson, Dwayne Wade, and Alonzo Mourning before diving into music, where she's helped Rihanna, DJ Khaled, and a host of other artists make an impact by launching philanthropic initiatives. First of all, thank you for joining us, Tawalame. Thank you guys for having me. We got to ask you, how are you doing in light of everything that's going on in the world? I am actually doing well. I have no um, complaints. I was able to... uh, switch jobs in the middle of a uh, pandemic, which was a blessing. So I'm doing good. I'm home. I'm quarantining alone. Everything is good for me. Cool. So what are you listening to these days uh, in the wake of everything that's going on as we usher in a new year? Oh my goodness. You know what's crazy is I'm actually just on Spotify and Tidal and I love just kind of like going through their generated playlist of of artists and songs and just listening to, you know, to new music. And then, you know, you also always go back to your classics. I love Tina Marie. I love um, <laughs> old school R&B. Um, so anything R&B, I'm, I'm always listening to, to anything R&B. Love the new Chloe and Halle right now. Love uh, just just everything. I think um, it's sometimes re- just very refreshing for me to be able to just turn on the music and escape and sit here and work, um, play it as loud as I want, um, as often as I want. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's always a good uh, escape for me. I have the Peloton, so I'm always on there and they have like just amazing artists and you're just like, what? How'd you guys get this? <laughs> I, I remember this song sometimes and, you know, just exercising to that music and just songs that you grew up with um, has just been, you know, really, really refreshing. More about you, Tawalame. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Where are you from? You know, how did you get into the work that you're doing now? Ooh, I was born in Lubbock, Texas. I don't think a lot of people know that. My mom packed up and left Texas when I was six and we moved to Los Angeles. Lived all over Westchester, Inglewood, um, South LA. Um, so I've been 
um, been all over the place, but um, raised here in Los Angeles in South Central. Well, so obviously you, now you're, you know, your work is with philanthropy. Were you doing that as a kid? Was that something that was always a part of your life? Um, I actually landed in philanthropy through volunteering. One of my good friends who Gail knows, um, Kawana Brown, was um, was working with, uh, with, with Magic Johnson um, at the time. And they had their big event, A Midsummer Night's Magic. And um, she asked me to come volunteer um, with the event for for the weekend. Um, and then, you know, 16 years later, I was working there at, at the company. Okay, so talk talk a little bit about that uh, at, at Magic Johnson getting there, J- just so people understand. I don't know if they really understand because you started out as uh, handling typical administrative duties, then your yeah uh, program coordinator, then yeah. So talk us through some of the steps so they'll understand. Yeah, so started out volunteering, volunteering for their um, a Midsummer Night's Magic event. Um, then they called me. Um, again, later in the year to come in and um, answer the phones during the holidays. The receptionist um, was no longer there, so they needed someone to to come in and answer the phones. And I went in and answered the phones, landed a job, you know, there. They asked me to stay. So I started out, um, to Gail's point, as the receptionist. And um, really just the receptionist, and I'm a busybody. So, you know, I'm around the office asking people what they need. Can I help? I started out really sort of um, managing their uh, toy drives. That was the first time I traveled when I when I worked for Magic, and I was able to uh, you know ex- execute the toy drives across the country in all of the markets where Magic Johnson had a Magic Johnson theaters. Um, at the time, it was about five or six different markets across the country. From there. Um, just really getting into program management. So I started managing some of the, the programs that they had with their, with our HIV AIDS initiatives. Our, um, at that time, um, we were just starting the scholarship, uh, the scholarship program. Like Gail mentioned from there, I really landed where I think I, um, my sweet spot was working with our, our, our corporate donors, uh, for, for the organization, working at the front desk, doing all the, you know, the, the guest list. And, you know, I was the person at the front door and then, you know, also just really working with our sponsors and, um, doing, working and activating their executions for their activations for the, um, for the event. And I, I stayed there in that position. Um, I think it was corporate relations, uh, for, uh, a number of years, um, and working with our corporate donors and just getting, you know, retaining those sponsorships, bringing them back to, to the event. And I really just loved doing that sort of, you know, cause related marketing with them. Um, but then really sort of watching these amazing activations, um, come to life during that, that weekend of, of events that we had. And then from there, I moved to, I believe it was, uh, vice president. Um, where I stayed for a number of years, again, still managing our corporate relations, managing our programs. Um, our scholarship program was in full bloom at that point. All of our HIV AIDS initiatives were in full bloom at that point, um, as well as our um, technology centers um, across the country. And then from there was was promoted in a meeting by Mr. Johnson <laughs> and uh, to president um, at that time. Um, our president had um, resigned and I was filling in for about a year and I was good. I was cool. I was comfortable. Um, and, you know, he saw something in me that I didn't see and, uh, you know, promoted me in the meeting. And I was like, OK, 
okay, can we talk about this after the meeting? I, I think at that point is when I began to really sort of uh, transition the organization and work a lot on the operations of, of the organization. It was at a time too where corporate sponsors were starting to decline. So we had to think about how do we sort of diversify our revenue streams. Um, we were 90% corporate funded, so we weren't getting any private grants from any other foundations. We hadn't necessarily been focusing in on any private donors, you know, independent um, individual donors. Um, so we needed to sort of look at a new model. And I, and I think that's where, for me, where I made the biggest footprint with the organization is, is really sort of helping to diversify those, uh, revenues and bring some more structure to the operations of the organization. I mean, I really need to like call out and, and point out you went from receptionist to president. Like that's such an inspiring feat on its own. And I, I feel like a lot of people listening to this will probably take that and, and, and find inspiration in that. Like that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, at the time, you know, and it, it was just opportunity as, you know, as well and timing, you know, uh, Magic Johnson was building his empire. Um, he, you know, he had the the Magic Johnson theaters. Uh, the Starbucks relationship, you know, all, you know, he got into, uh, real estate development. Um, and, you know, so it was a, a great sort of platform to, to really, um, grow. I think, you know, as long as, as you were ready to work and, and hungry and, and took the initiative and, you know, you're able to learn quickly on your, on your feet, you know, walking in the door, you know, with him in these meetings really sort of put you at the table and, and give gave me an opportunity to climb fairly quickly, you know, given, you know, I was there 16, almost 17 years. So that's a pretty quick climb, but um, his company was growing, growing rapidly at the time. So um, there, there was ample opportunity to, to grow within the company. Well, I mean, he also had a record label. Record label. Yes, Gail. Wow. <laughs> Let me try to recount all of the, the, you know, again, he made a footprint um, in a number of different, um, across a number of different industries. Before we continue on, it's time for a quick word from our sponsor, Honda Stage. Honda Stage is where Honda's passion for music comes to life and where the industry's most exciting rising stars share their talent and stories of imagination and determination with the world. Head to billboard.com slash Honda Stage to check out more exciting content including exclusive performances from music's hottest rising stars and new episodes of the In The Lead podcast. So with all that in mind, Twalme, I just wanted to ask you as we move forward, what was the one philosophy about philanthropy or lesson that you learned from magic that you've carried through? He was committed to the community. He was, and, and he was unapologetic about supporting urban African-American Black communities. Um, and that was his footprint across his business model, um, if you if you go back and take a look at the um, the partnerships um, that that he brought to the table, the theaters, you know, across the country, the fitness centers, Starbucks, Burger Kings, there was you know a number of of different um, um, companies that he that he partnered with, and it was all about urban communities, and that that was that was you know that was his model, that was his his footprint, that was his motto. That's that's what I learned. It's just really being committed to to our communities um, and really sort of providing opportunities on the on the foundation side and programming that supported those markets that that he had businesses in. 
So it's interesting to hear that something that started as a volunteer opportunity, you, would you say kind of turned into a passion for you? Absolutely. A lot of people ask me, you know, how did you get into into philanthropy? I, I grew into philanthropy. I, I don't think I realized the uh, the impact of it when I started with Irvin. I was in my early 20s um, until a little bit later in life and um, until I started to see uh, the impact of providing, you know, opportunities for uh, for young uh, youth of color to go to college um, and the response to that and the excitement um, around that. And then hearing, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with some of the scholars now that were, you know, that were in that um, program, but just knowing that without the scholarship, their trajectory in life would be um, a, a, would be different than it is now. So that, you know, is, is something that I, that I, um, I gravitated to, and I think once I came out of the uh, the execution of everything, so I was just working, 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 and just kind of realized, oh wow, this is definitely something that uh, that I actually enjoy, you know, enjoy doing. I thought I I thought I really loved event planning because that was you know being working with Magic. We had a number of fundraisers and events um, for years, um, and I was really good at it, but you know. I, I think I, I enjoyed it because I knew what the outcome, I knew what the purpose of it was, and I knew what the outcome would be for for the communities across the country that we were that we were servicing. Right. So you're having fun, but you're also, you know, doing good and that's the main point. Having fun and doing good. Yes. <laughs> so after working with Magic, you went on to work with Dwayne Wade and Alonzo Morning. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so after I left Magic Johnson, I took some time and I was, you know, trying to determine what I what I wanted to do next. Um, I thought I was going to take some time just to myself. I've been working pretty much since I was 16 years old, <laughs> and and Alonzo Morning called, and you know, I we had worked closely with him in the past, obviously on a number of fundraisers during, you know, All-Star Weekend and Super Bowl. I think it was Zoe and Magic's pool tournament that we did at All-Star Weekend. And so we gotten very close to the organization and the work that Alonzo is doing in Miami, um, in Overtown, through the Overtown Youth Center, um, and also uh, with his wife, Tracy Morning. So I took the job with, with him. He offered me a job um, and, you know, I told him, you know, I had to think about it at first. And while I was thinking about it, that's when uh, True Girl Wade, uh, Dwayne Wade's sister, called me and wanted, and Lisa Joseph, and and wanted me to assist them with, with their organization. So that was kind of my little independent uh, time that I that I had. And I, I worked closely with them. Um, and then during that time, I got the call from Alonzo. And I told him, you know, I was like, hey, I'm also working with, you know, Dwayne. I want to take this job, but I want to finish out my contract with um, with Dwayne as well. Um, so at one point I was working for both of them <laughs> simultaneously. But I think, you know, that move to um, Atlanta, I mean, to Miami, because I that was the first time that I really lived outside of Los Angeles. I went to high school here, went to college, Cal State Dominguez. So that was my first time moving across country to take this position with um, with Alonzo Morning, And it was a, an exciting, scary time, you know, uh, for me, but I, I made the leap and, you know, moved to Miami. And um, I, I think in my Instagram post, I put, um, I'm taking my, my talents to South Beach. <laughs> um, <laughs> at that time, when I got to the organization, they had been dormant for about six months um, and he needed me to, you know, help him 
come in and get the foundation back up, rebranded and um, get it back to, to fully operating for, you know, because it had been dormant for about six months. So, so then you, you talk about leaps. Um, you make a next leap from, from sports and, and magic and Alonzo and Dwayne Wade to uh, the intersection of, of, of music and philanthropy. So how did that come about? Was that by chance? Is that networking? Is it word of mouth? So um, I guess it was a combination of uh, uh, networking and by chance. Um, I got a call from, um, from Rock Nation, um, from Jay Brown, actually, to... Uh, to start Rihanna's charity. She was on tour at the time. So there was a lot of time that kind of went by. Um, and, you know, when she got off tour, we, we met. And during my time in, in I think Miami was a, a really difficult time for me. I battled a little bit with depression. I talked a little bit about the leap, you know, in terms of, uh, jumping from, you know, moving from LA to Miami, leaving kind of like my foundation here, my family, friends here. Um, I really underestimated the impact that it would have on me, um, you know, moving across country. So when I did get the call from uh, from Rock Nation, um, it was an opportunity to come back to L.A. and work for this amazing person, <laughs> you know, which was always also um, very uh, exciting. But it was a difficult decision for me because um, Alonzo and Tracy Morning and those guys, they're so passionate about uh, serving the community um, in Miami. I mean, I know you guys are familiar with their work that they're doing at the at the Overtown Youth Center um, and with and with Honey Shine. And Alonzo is just a real like he lives and breathes the Morning Family Foundation. He uh he's the mayor, the unofficial mayor of 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 that town. And, you know, um, so it was a really difficult, you know, it was a really, really, really hard decision um for me. But, you know, and I had to really sort of step back and figure out what I wanted outside of 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 money, of, you know, of, you know, just of, of opportunity of sort of career choices and really figure out what I wanted personally, because that's what it came down to. I gravely missed my, my family. I'm really close to my, my sister and my nieces, as everybody knows, people think I have kids, but I don't. Those are my two nieces that are always, um, on my, uh, on my socials and with me and, you know, uh, uh, so they're a really big part of my life and, and just my, my foundation, my, my support group, you know, here, I think, you know, it was something that I also, um, just missed that I didn't necessarily, you know, have that, that, you know, that foundational support group, um, in Miami. What, what time frame was that? Was that mid? That was 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Yep. Thank you so much, first of all, for being open about, talking about mental health struggles and talking about your depression, that's really important. I didn't realize it while I was in it. Um, I gained so much weight, I don't even want to tell you guys. Um, and uh, my friend and Kawana Gill came to Miami to visit me and she was like, oh no, this is not happening. What is going on? Um, you are not yourself. I mean, like, I'm, you know, like a workout fanatic and, you know, to see me in that, in that space. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? You know, I'm thinking I'm happy, you know, like it, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, um, journey. Can't really pinpoint what caused it or, you know, I don't think it was one thing. I think it was a number of things. You don't realize you're in it. I had to climb out of it during my, uh, 
my employment with Rock Nation. So I was back home and I had my support group and it, you know, it back with my my family and it, you know, you know, I climbed out of it. But um it's it's a it's a interesting place. I can definitely, you know, see how, you know, you can sort of get uh uh intertwined and locked into this into this space of 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 deep, deep, deep depression. I wasn't there in deep depression. I thought I was fine. I was still working and doing, you know, doing Tuolumne, but you know, now that I think about it, there were moments sometimes I didn't leave the house. I stayed home, I let my diet go, I let you know, I didn't want the I didn't want to think about anything extra. Um, and that was really out of character for me. So you do you think Rock Nation and that job, that helped uh, kind of your healing? I think it was a number of things. I think being back in my, being back home um, helped. I, I think, you know, the work was the work. For me, the work is, you know, is, I don't want to just call it the work, but, you know, I always, you know, sort of jump in and, you know, am passionate about things. I, I believe I was a little stifled in the beginning, you know, um, just, you know, really kind of, that's when I really, realized that um I was still dealing with you know some thoughts and some things and you know that I that I began to kind of recognize now right now I'm aware that that I'm in this space um I also started running I'm an avid runner I've done two marathons and half dozen plus half marathons that really helped as well to get the weight off and to bring me back to to myself i think it was just yeah a number a number of things that really pulled me out of that talk about beyond rihanna uh who else have you worked with there because you've done some great projects launching we the best foundation in addition to uh clara lionel so yeah talk about that beyond miss amazing riri um yes i launched um I also worked be, even before I launched uh, DJ Khaled with the Best Foundation. Um, I worked very closely with Big Sean and the Sean Anderson Foundation and his amazing mom, Myra Anderson, um, at Rock Nation, um, the philanthropy department. We, you know, really sort of work with our uh, our artists um, and clients to help them, you know, advance their philanthropic footprint. So, you know, a number of things from, you know, starting the uh, foundations and running and operating charities to advising, consulting, fundraising. There's a number of events down to, you know, executing football camps and baseball camps, you know, for for sports clients. So I had an opportunity really to work across the roster. Um, I was responsible initially and then after you know it really sort of opened up later but responsible for um pretty much everything west coast so music and sports you know um at the same time so got a chance to work with big sean um dj Khaled launched the dj Khaled foundation which was um also managed and operated by um by rock nation worked really closely with todd Gurley and his team um and launched their foundation along with with um with todd and um, and his brother and um, Jamie on his uh, a, a childhood friend of his um, launched their um, charity. I got an opportunity to work really closely with uh, with Mariah Carey and administering um, her board seat um, at a Fresh Air Fund. She's a, a longtime 20 year plus board member, you know, for Fresh Air Fund. Um, and just you know, really sort of managing her appearances and her continued sort of involvement with with Camp Mariah. I work closely with Justice Winslow. Um, a number of a number of good, you know, just amazing, amazing um, talent um, across the across the board um, on the Rock Nation roster. 
Is there a particular project in general that you were like super proud of while you were at Rock Nation? Oh my gosh. Um, I think I was really excited um, in my, you know, before I, before I um, left Rock Nation, I really got a chance to really work closely with, with their, a lot of their social justice uh, work and a lot of the work that is, um, that you see now with, with uh, supporting, um, you know, families that, you know, have been impacted by um, police brutality, uh, really working closely um, with the NFL project and a lot of work that they are, are doing now. I, I think it was really just that, that social justice, social justice work. And when we were, you know, they responded a lot and just really quietly, like no one really knew that, you know, that, you know, they were supporting these, these families that, um, that were impacted by police brutality and bringing, you know, bringing sort of um, um, aid to them, get, setting them up with amazing, you know, legal teams, um, supporting their families, you know, with just expenses, uh, paying for, for funeral services. You know, we, you know, were able to engage a lot of the artists, um, with, uh, with, you know, support, uh, depending on what market, unfortunately, that you have to even think about the model, but, you know, depending on what market, um, a lot of the artists and athletes, you know, were engaged um, in supporting these families um, across the country. Um, I really worked closely with a lot of the work that they were doing around Parchment Prison. I think that that work, um, that that social justice work and, you know, sort of being entrenched um, and talking to these families, you know, that have lost their loved ones and figuring out how we could support them and, you know, and bringing in the Lee Merritts and the Ben Crumps of the world to, to jump on these legal teams. Um, that, that um, I think, you know, th that work is, in addition to all the great people that I've been able to do and the work that their foundations um, are doing um, in the communities that they're in, that, that work was, was really sort of, um, was eye-opening and just in terms of, you know, the the impact that that it that it had um with the with these families that were extremely grateful for us coming to their aid well speaking of the artists what do you find most rewarding about working with them as they create and develop their various initiatives you know i've been blessed to work for for people that that genuinely care you know i think obviously we know about you know magic johnson and alonzo morning who has like you know this this history of just community service. Um, Rihanna is just passionate. I mean, this, she's been doing philanthropy since she was 16, since she first got into the industry. And she was very clear about, you know, what she wanted to do uh, with her foundation and supporting her her hometown of Barbados and education is, is really is, is really big for her. So I I, I think it's just that, when I, when you see that they're genuinely passionate, I think a lot of people, there's, you know, a lot of stereotypes about celebrity philanthropy that they're doing it for other reasons other than, you know, the purpose of giving. Um, and that's not true. You know, it's, it hasn't been, you know, the story in, in my case as someone who's worked in the industry for, for a long time. And, um, Every artist, I mean, when they're starting these foundations, they're putting up their own money. They're, you know, they're really committed to to these causes that they're that they're passionate about. So, I've been blessed um, to to really be in front of uh, of people who who want to give, who care, um, who call me. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not calling them when something happens. 
Rihanna's calling, you know, DJ Khaled is calling, we have to do this. Big Sean, what are we doing? You know, like, you know, Todd and Justice Winslow, all the all these individuals are 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 calling. What are we doing? How do we help? How can I get involved? Um, so for me, that passion um is really what stands out. And, you know, like I said, I, I've been blessed to work for, you know, for people that that really genuinely want to give. And just to clarify, Rihanna's foundation is the Clara Lionel Foundation. Yes, the Clara Lionel Foundation. It's named after her grandmother and her grandfather. So Clara Lionel, Clara was um, her grandmother who passed away of cancer and is really sort of um, the inspiration for starting her her foundation. One of the inspirations, or I I would venture to say the main inspiration um and Lionel is her grandfather and then after you you spend what seven years at rock nation then you made that jump last year in 2020 to sony and now you're the executive vice president of philanthropy and social impact can you talk about like why was that the right time for you to leave rock nation and make that move you know i think i think for me it was the the right time it was more of a uh, a personal you know decision right before i left um Rock Nation, Desiree offered me a position, you know, to come and relocate to New York. And, you know, I was excited about it. And, you know, then the pandemic hit um, and you're hunkered down um, at home and um, the Sony position came about. Um, it was a leadership position, an opportunity for me to sort of really kind of step out and, and really sort of work for a, a corporation that, you know, that that's passionate about, you know, uh, giving. Um, and as an EVP, it put me, you know, in a, a leadership position as a black woman. And it was back here um, in LA. So what, you know, that's why, you know, I made the decision to, to, to really jump. It felt good. Um, it felt, it felt authentic. Got the call from John Platt, um, you know, who is an amazing, you know, person as well. I found out that they had been, you know, searching even, you know, prior to the pandemic um, and hadn't necessarily found that right person who uh, sort of had the skill set and the experience on the operation side and the philanthropic side, you know, um, as well as working sort of, uh, you know, in the industry of of entertainment um, and sports and working with high profile individuals. So it just, it felt really good to me. Um, um, and I said, yes. And, you know, and, and here we are. Between the pandemic, the, the systemic bias, you know, the whole racial equity, diversity, inclusion, et cetera. So how has that reshaped your focus and added new meaning and significance to the work you do on the philanthropic side? You know, even at Rock Nation, we, you know, we the social justice and, you know, this, the the police brutality and this, this work started there around social justice. Um, and, you know, and being able to, to come here to Sony to work with them to sort of advance their, you know, humanitarian effort. Um, it's a newly created position. That was another, you know, another reason. So I got to, you know, I get an opportunity to, to really blaze my own trail and, you know, and, and really set the standard for what, what the philanthropy is within this amazing, company and being able to come in um, and, you know, immediately start to work with amazing organizations and, and that are, are doing civic engagement and, and social justice work um, on the ground with these grassroots organizations um, and being able to make a, a, a impact and sort of start to create a footprint 
uh, for the for the company is exciting and, and something that I'm you know looking forward to digging in. I've been here what six months now. I think week two. It's interesting in starting during a pandemic. Everything has been Zoom calls. I ha- I've met very few people in person. <laughs> Isn't that just weird? That's different. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is different. I think I've had a few meetings with. Uh, with with my with my with my boss, um, but everything else has been um, on Teams, um, Zoom calls. Uh, so that you know that was a little crazy. And then starting uh, during election year, this this uh, historic uh, election year, um, you know that we had uh, in this in this global pandemic. Uh, week two, when I started, I launched. Well, we started. I started working on the Your Voice, Your Power, Your Vote campaign. So they were like, "Ha, huh, here you go." Given like the everything that this election meant, um, and you know, and and putting this this campaign together, um, but it was a great way to learn the company, navigate the company, um, like on the spot. You know, definitely drinking from the fire hose, um, and you know, but launching that campaign, which was you know a really successful campaign for Sony Music Group. Um, we you know we had nine you know different community partners. We had over eighty artists you know um, participate in the campaign. We were able to financially support a you know a number of, of voter um, organizations um, and create awareness about you know voter education and getting out to vote. We like to think we we had a small little tiny dent and you know and the outcome of this um, of this historic um, election. So Tawalame, who who are some of the women that have been influ- influential? I can't talk on on your career journey and. <laughs> Um, and and what are you doing uh, paying it forward? Because I know that that's something that's very passionate for you as well. Outside of you, Gail, let me say, um, <laughs> um, Kawana Brown, which you you know, um, Kawana Gail, she's the COO of of, of Magic Johnson um, Enterprises. Um, she's been a part of my life. We we a lot of people don't know we grew up together. Adore her. We've been able to work together and remain you know really close friends. Um, Another person or persons, um, Cookie Johnson, um, you know, you know, was also very influential in my um, career. I worked very closely with her with the Magic Johnson Foundation. She's, you know, was on the board. Obviously, I worked with her when she launched her jean line, um, CJ by Cookie Johnson. I, you know, I still have those jeans. Um, Tracy Morning, when I was in Miami, was very. Uh, influential and in really helping me get you know acclimated and uh and she's you know obviously on the board for the morning family foundation and with uh with her honey shine group um on the in the philanthropic side susan batten who is the president of a group uh, organization called the association of black foundation executives um and she really um really really you know ushered me um, into the, the the traditional side of philanthropy, into that space. And another lady um, in the philanthropy space, Judy Belk, who is at the California Wellness Foundation, very instrumental um, in my, in my um, career. Latoya Randall, who's with the Casey Family Foundation programs, all these ladies on the, on the nonprofit side, these, these ladies in the philanthropic space and the foundation world they are uh, titans in their own right in terms of women um black women in philanthropy 
So they um, have been very instrumental. Um, and of course, Desiree Perez um, at Rock Nation was very in instrumental in my career during my tenure um, at Rock Nation. And now that I'm at Sony, Sylvia Roan, of course, you know, we've uh, connected and we've met a few times and, you know, she's, you know, been a champion for me getting to the company um, and internally. And, and um, so I'm just super excited to really learn from her. Music is new to your point, Gail, to me, although I've been in entertainment, um, um, you know, and I got a taste of it at rock, um, you know, you know, obviously, um, but, you know, have never been inside of a uh, a label. I've always said I've worked for these really um, high profile individuals, uh, small companies, you know, um, and now I'm at a really high profile, pro high profile um, company, a larger, a larger company, like your, your Magic Johnson's and your Sony's like these are, you know, from from a company perspective, or, you know, on two different spectrums, but, you know, as it relates to visibility and awareness, you know, they, they're, they measure up, you know, equally. Um, so I, you know, there's a, a number of, of, of ladies at, uh, at Sony, you know, Sylvia's one, um, a number of them that's been on, on the, on the billboard, uh, women in music list, your Carolyn Williams, uh, Felicia Fant, uh, uh, we just hired, um, Tiffany Warren in, in, um, diversity and inclusion. I'm really excited about working with her. Um, Julie Swidler, who else? Um, Alicia, who at Sony ATV, um, uh, Alicia Felix Hewley, um, Jasmine, who's another black woman um, in the HR space, um, a leader, um, Jasmine Weidman at, um, at Sony, um, who else? Melissa Thomas, who is another black woman. She's on the list as well, you know, heading up marketing. Um, so these ladies are, are, are leaders at the company, which is, which is also, um, amazing. Um, so I'm just really, really, really looking forward to, uh, to really getting to know them even better and learning from them and learning this industry from them. The second part of the question, paying it forward. I know you sit on a couple of boards as well. Yeah. So I, I've sat on several boards, board queen, um, throughout, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm currently only on um, uh, the board at my alma mater, Cal State Dominguez, um, on the board there on their philanthropic board. But, you know, definitely just um, working with, uh, you know, I love um, mentoring young girls um, and that, you know, have done that just personally, you know, in my own time, you know, either with, even with my own family and my my goddaughters. And, you know, um, so, yeah, so, yeah, definitely board paying it for and, and you know my job is to pay it for it you know right you know it's so it's so funny like when, <laughs> when everyone's like you want to make a donation you know you're at the grocery store i'm like i make a donation my life is a donation. <laughs> my time and my energy is yeah a yeah yeah <laughs> i think you know if i had to carve out you know some things it would be education um and 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 young girls well we always like to end the episode by kind of uh you giving some advice so think of this like the tuolumne advice column um so i'm gonna ask you know what advice do you have for young women who would like to follow kind of in your career footsteps it was uh you know definitely hard work um and, but it was work that I didn't mind doing. Um, it was work that I enjoyed. Um, um, so, you know, I think just, you know, if it, if it's, it's just, you know, make sure you want to be, um, you find a career that, that you want to be in, you find a career that you love. Um, because I've had, you know, I've had 
I have had, you know, jobs that I didn't, it was just like, kind of like you're a robot. You go in, da, da, you're looking at the clock, you clock out. Um, you know, and before I got to Magic Johnson, you know, you, you have these little, you know, like your, you know, your little odd jobs, you know, like, um, and it wasn't until I got there where I didn't, I didn't mind falling asleep, you know, with my phone in my hand or answering the calls or, you know, first one to, to, to volunteer, to, to do the job, no matter, you know, what it was like, even, you know, with Magic Johnson, it was like, even though I was a president, if you need a glass of water, I'm going to get the glass of water. You have to, you know, make sure that you, that you want to do the work and, but that you're, you're only going to want to do the work if you're passionate about it. So, you know, I would just say, just find something that you're passionate about. Um, and, and don't settle until you, until you land in your passion. And I mean, I'd say stay humble. You said getting a glass of water. So and stay humble. Look, it's a real thing. Yeah. And I, and I was still, if my boss wanted me a glass of water, I, I have no, I wouldn't need a glass of water. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you, I, it's so funny because I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, people, especially like early on, you know, when I was you know, really, I think like vice president, president of Magic Johnson Foundation, we would walk into meetings together and they would automatically assume I was his assistant. If he needed something, I'm, you know, getting him settled, making sure he knows people, you know, if he needs a glass of water, I'll go get the glass of water. And then I come down and sit down at the table. I'm starting the meeting. So they're like, oh, wait, no, I'm not the assistant. You're like, I'm a boss. I'm in charge. Yeah. And then lastly, what advice would you give your younger self? Take time for yourself. <laughs> I think, you know, I was, you know, definitely have been the person who's like, career, career, work, 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 work. And then I look up, I'm like, oh, wait. Some things, you know, you get, you get kind of, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. So yeah, I would say definitely take time for, uh, for self, enjoy the moment, live in the moment. I, I think about the, some of the experiences that I've had and opportunities and places I've been able to go and it was a dream. And you know, and you you have to um, enjoy it while 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 you can. And it's it's a real thing because I think we're so busy just trying to make sure that we're on top of it. And you know, early on when I started my career, there wasn't you know any social media. But now people are so consumed with capturing the moment versus being in the moment. I love that. Stay mindful. Yes, yeah, stay mindful. Exactly. So Tuolume, you talk about enjoy what you, you want to do. We've enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Gail. Good seeing you guys. Thank you so much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.